Welcome to the Walking on Eggshells with Dr. Tolu podcast. This is the podcast that helps parents and especially those caring for a child with a chronic health condition to balance supporting your child's mental health with maintaining your own emotional health. Hello there, my name is Dr. Tolu Alugo from St. John Cap. Here at St. John Cap, we empower youth mental health through education and we also provide support to caregivers to look after their own emotional health whilst caring for their children. So today I have a very special guest with me. I'm going to get her to introduce herself, Dr. Ungozi. She's going to tell us all about herself and our topic for today is looking good and feeling good because we know that these two are interrelated. So I'm going to get her to, you know, give us more info about that. Thank you so much, Dr. Ngozi, for joining me today. Please introduce yourself before we kick off the conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be on here with you. So for um, those that don't know me, um, I'm Dr. Uday. Um, I'm a board-certified family medicine physician. Uh, I'm based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. I own a practice namely Apple Valley Family Medicine, and I also own an aesthetic practice. My goal is to have my patients not only feeling good, but looking good. Wow, that is so good. And, you know, I think my my main goal today is really to tap your brain about this aesthetic practice and what that entails. Because I know that, yes, if we're not feeling great, we don't look good and vice versa. So I'm just wondering, what 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 kind of things can we do from inside out to improve how we look? Okay. So, I mean, for me, uh, from my core, I am primary care. I'm a doctor, always and foremost. So my approach to aesthetics is literally from the inside out. So a lot of my patients, um, I talk to them about wellness. Um, To me, there are multiple pillars of that. Um, One of them is nutrition. So cleaner eating, um, hydration, physical activity sleep and then mental health and just kind of your emotional you know well-being so to tap into each of them so and and you know i can't go into as much detail but i'll kind of give the general um gist of what i usually talk to my patients about so for nutrition um i usually talk about um, a high protein diet low carb most of the good um um recommendations for eating diets, if you will, um, are usually low carb. Um, carbohydrates is the form of energy that your body prefers, but when you do a ton of it, it's, you know, it can cause weight gain. So for me, the, the, um, differentiation, I always talk about simple and complex carbs. So simple would be processed stuff, donuts, um, cookies. So those are the ones that I usually say, try to cut out of your diets. Um, Mm -hmm. love our patients to do a hundred percent of what we say, but that would be hypocritical because we can't do a hundred percent either. So what I tell people is if you're doing most of this stuff, 80 to 20%, I mean, 80% of the time, the 20%, you know, is not as much of a big deal. So most of the time I talk about the 80, 20 rule. So 80% of the time, I hope you are doing this. So again, so to go back to it, cut out the simple carbs as much as possible, complex carbs, like, um, potatoes, um, I don't know, pasta, you want to minimize. Okay. Mm -hmm. What I recommend is the, um, 
proteins, so your meats, fishes, um, seafood, Mm-hmm. keep them as lean as possible then as far as water intake we should be drinking about half of our body weights in ounces so for example um if somebody is 140 pounds then they should be doing about 70 ounces which is about you know if you're doing an eight ounce glass then it's about eight of them so i always tell people ballpark you should be doing about eight glasses of water minimum a day okay. obviously easier said than done so remember my 80 20 is 80 percent. so i tell my mm-hmm. people hydration if 80 percent of what you're drinking is water then i don't really worry as much about the 20 percent right because most of the time you're doing the right thing um so what's the next thing so then the next one is uh sleep so experts would say essentially seven to nine hours magic number is eight um things like um avoiding alcohol or stimulants like caffeine closer to bedtime avoiding heavy meals um, around bedtime, um, giving yourself a good environment, sleep, sleeping in a cool environment so you're not waking up hot, um, keeping your room environment dark and not having as much stimulation, keeping your devices away from you the best you can. A big one is television. Um, I usually recommend that if you if you can, not to have it in the room, but if you have it in the room, then have it switched off because I'll have patients that'll tell me, oh, they leave it on, but the volume is down. Mm-hmm. That still affects your sleep. So uh, doing all these little things here and there. But sleep is very beneficial. There's a whole talk in itself. But it helps your brain function. It helps you not to be foggy during the day. It, obviously, it minimizes your stress. Because if you're not at your tip-top shape mentally, then you're missing things. And that increases your actual stress level. So sleep, very, very important. The growth hormone, which is our reparative hormone, is highest when you sleep. So sleep, I mean, you, you just have to have it. The other thing is when you don't sleep well, you actually crave sugar the next day. Mm-hmm. That also, so a lot of this wellness things that we talk about, they tie in together in different ways. And a lot of these things that I'm saying, most people know it, you know, your doctors always tell you to eat better, to hydrate better, to sleep better, but it really, really, truly is the thing to do. Um, and then the other one, the fourth one is exercise. <clears throat> so I usually, the recommendation is an hour a day, but I mean, it's easier said than done. So True. what you can do, you do. So most people, once I say workouts, you know, people are thinking gym membership, not necessarily. Now, if, if the signing up for a gym is what's going to help you, absolutely. Whatever is going to help you. But me personally, I do YouTube videos, um, you know, and I play it with the kids in the evening. So I incorporate it in my life. And right. I don't do it 100% of the time. My goal is five days a week. But a lot of times I will, you know, get it three days a week. And there's some days I might be down to one a week. But I'm really always trying to make sure that I'm getting it in there. So I average about three to three to five times a week is what mm-hmm. I, I Um, And then as far as the mental piece, emotional health, that piece has, you know, me time. And, you know, me, women um, are, you know, women at the end of the day, we take care of our families, we're caregivers, and we always put everybody first before us. So women are my heart. And I always, a lot of my patients come in, they don't have time to take care of themselves. They're stressed, you know, they're working, they're taking care of their kids. So I always ask this question, you know, do you get to spend time? Do you have a set me time? And a lot of the times it's no. So 
what I always tell them is it's not selfish to make time for yourself. Not selfish mm -hmm. at all. Because when you're not well taken care of, then, I mean, you're not able to, you can't give what you don't have. So for me personally, when I'm stressed out, I get snappy. I'm not giving my kids my best, my family my best. So I learned to make sure that I'm well taken care of. So that's, with that said, you want to have your me time scheduled. Ideally, it would be once a week. But if you can't make once a week, then start with at least once a month. You take a few hours. I usually say like a half work day. So either like an 8 to 12 or a 1 to 5 or whatever works for you. <clears throat> if you want to stay at home and sleep, sleep it off, you can do that. That's up to you. But make sure that if you decide to stay home, there's no one home. Because guess what? You know how it works. You're home. <laughs> They're knocking at your door and calling you mom, 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 mom. Right away, because you're the one that's taking care of a lot of things. Yeah. So I always tell them, if you want to stay home, no problem, but there's nobody home. Mm. Um, and I always hold my ear when I say it. No grocery shopping for the kids. No, that's not the time because you're going to get those things done. But that's not what this time is for. So, and sometimes I will say, hey, maybe you don't even let them know that that's what it is. I tell sometimes, I tell my patients, tell, you know, your partner or whoever I say, I have an appointment. Because if they know it's me time, then they, hey, can you stop by and pick up? Can you? So, <laughs> True. Until you build it in and you're more confident to say that. So, me time is a big one. Um investing in yourself you know what are you listening to on a daily basis mm -hmm. surrounding yourself with um you know positive content listening to the right things on your way in building on yourself you know um what are who are the people that you're surrounding yourself with i even talk to patients about that if you have mm -hmm. someone that every time you're around them they're mentally draining they suck the energy out of you you're tired you're stressed even if it's family i'm not saying cut family off yeah. but might want to minimize that interaction to get yourself together to protect your space that that's that's absolutely important yeah that, at your space so those are the kind of things i'm talking about with mental health and just me time and building on yourself and loving on yourself you know scheduling things if you like to you know window shop or whatever mm -hmm. you would do that if you like to read then you incorporate that but leaving a little bit of you in there because a lot of you know, my patients, you know, their moms. And by the time you take all the responsibilities, working outside the home or even working inside the home, which is even harder as far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. doing all those things, you get lost in the sauce. And then and then they're blaming themselves. So, you know, we blame ourselves. that We feel guilty. We feel like we're not doing enough. You know, absolutely. And I, I, I really love the five pillars you've mentioned. So exercise, healthy diet, sleep, having time for yourself. Um, what was the fifth one again now? I forgot. Mental, Your emotional health generally. And I love the 80-20 rule because a lot of the parents I talk to are caring for a child with a mental health diagnosis, autism, ADHD, whatever it is, or even just physical health diagnosis, and they're all consuming. And if you're not careful, you just find that, you, like you said, you get lost in the source. And if you can't, look after yourself then you're too drained to be there for your child so your child is just getting the crumbs because you are really literally just on few maxing out at this point so i wanted also to talk today about skincare because i also believe that you know it's also part of you know that's 
pampering yourself is also caring for your skin, but it comes from inside out. So obviously, if you've exercised, you've drank enough water, you're getting enough sleep, you're getting me time. Is there anything else we can, I mean, so we have our skincare routines. Number one, do these routines work? Number two, do you have a routine that you think would work for a busy mom? So usually a lot of the things I would recommend are things that are obviously quick and, you know, um, are doable because a lot of uh, my patients, I don't know about yours, are on the go and are busy. So the way I divide up skincare is you should have a good cleanser because you want to clean your skin. You should have a good treatment if you need one. You should have a good moisturizer and then you want to have your protection. So cleansers, there is a whole variety of, of cleansers out there, um, but you want to make sure you have a good one, especially if you use makeup and you put things on your skin, your skin has to be able to breathe. So a, a lot of times you want to cleanse your skin, you wake up in the morning, you cleanse. Um, and so as when you, once you've done the good cleanser, then the treatment in that category is things like if, um, well, I always say retinols. Um, and what retinols do is they help to increase the cell turnover of the skin. You only need a small amount. And this is not something that you necessarily have to do every day. So with the retinols, um, it's one to three times a week. Some people end up needing it five times a week. But what it does is it just helps to improve the cell turnover. How I explain it to patients is baby's skin cell turnover is every three days. Once you get further along, as you get older, then it becomes a month, then it becomes six weeks. And that's how the skin gets dry and, you know, scaly and all that stuff. So that's why the baby's skin is nice and fresh because they're having that cell turnover. And so that's what retinol helps to do is bring newer skin to the surface. So technically retinol helps with a lot of different um, skin conditions, acne, because it's going to clear it up quicker. Mm-hmm. It helps to with, um, wrinkles because if you have newer skin coming to the surface it's helping with that even pigments as well so again treatment um category depends on what's going on with your skin if you don't have anything in particular retinol would be a good one and oh and retinol only use it at night because it's broken down by the sun and um it can be irritating if you use it during the day um, moisturizer, good moisturizer. You definitely want something that's hypoallergenic. Um, and then obviously you want your skin nice and refreshed and plump. So drinking water also helps this. So the hydration moisturizing skin. So that, that if you're, if you're hydrating and drinking enough, you won't, you know, most likely won't need as much moisturizer. And then the protection, the last one is, um, sunscreen. So, and, um, Basically, the the number is the 30 SPF. Now, for African American, um, we for me personally, when I was growing up, I wasn't raised using sunscreen. But I always tell tell my um, African American um, brothers and sisters that we have a built-in about eight to 13 SPF, depending on how dark the skin is. So, as you notice, it's not 30. So we do mm-hmm. need that protection, right. and you a lot um but you should be having that barrier and sunscreen should be the last thing you put on because it protects the skin and that's what i would say wow i love that this this seems so simple because i remember my cousin telling me about this nine step skincare and i said how on earth am i going to have time to do nine steps every day that's going to fall by the wayside <laughs> <laughs> so if you say cleanse cleanse um 
treat if I need to treat, moisturize and protect. I think that's kind of doable and you know, quick and quick. Yeah. And, so at what? So I know because you have an aesthetic practice. I'm just being nosy here because I always tell myself. If I ever were to walk into Dr. Ungos's practice, I wouldn't even know my left from my right or what, what is what, what's the filler, what is what, what so what kind of stuff do you offer? And what at what point do you do people need those things or what do they do, you know? I gotcha. So um as far as options that we provide, there is Botox, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard about it. What those do is they help with wrinkles. And to be honest with you, I have patients that are even 18 and up because what it what basically botox does is a neurotoxin that it freezes the muscle so um when you are thinking and you have the frown lines people that are very expressive are the, are the ones that deal with wrinkles it's, it's kind of one of the side first side effects of very expressive mm-hmm. so you have to also, you have to be careful where you put it though because that's why you have to go to the, the um, an experienced uh, professional to help you with it um, we will put it around the eyes. So we call those the crow's feet. When you have a big smile, the lines that come up. And mm-hmm. so what happens is if, if you have it placed correctly, when you have a, a, uh, a pretty bright smile, if you have lines developing, it will smooth those out. We put them in between the brows. Forehead is another really common place that we use it. You have to be very careful around the mouth. We do use it there. Like if people have like um, people maybe history of smoking or they just build lines from pursing their lips, we'll put a little bit, but you don't want to put a lot because if you put a lot again, it relaxes that muscle. So things like sucking on a straw or like, you know, it's kind of really affect things if it's not done right. So, and then nasolabial folds, we don't put it there because I mean, literally if you smooth that muscle, it's just going to. So it, it's only certain places. But most people, I have really young patients that come in and they don't even want to see a wrinkle at all. And so that's what I would for. They last about, the effect lasts about three months. I have patients that they last up to six months. So it depends on the clients. But I usually tell everybody it lasts about three months. Then the other big one that we do is a filler. Now, the, the best way to think, because filler, we also use it for wrinkles. But the best way to explain it is, the lines that you have from moving your face is what you would use Botox for because it relaxes the muscle. Now, if your face is at rest and you're not making any facial expressions, so let's say you have really deep, strong um, frown lines and you've been doing it for years and when your face is relaxed, you have deep frown lines still, that's when you would put filler. So filler fills in. So usually I always have people make facial expressions for me. So if it's lines that, hey, from moving your face in certain areas, then Botox. If it's at rest and you still have those lines, then we can fill in. Obviously things like lip filler, um, even just because as we get older, we start losing cushioning in the face and certain areas. And so we can put it in the, in the cheekbone area. So there are definitely a lot of places that. So that's more um, aesthetic. So what I always recommend is doing the wellness piece. Uh, pretty much everybody needs to do that because we're all busy and we all need to take care of ourselves. Then whatever is left over that you need help with, then we're definitely here to help with that. Great. Well, that's great information. I, I never knew the difference between Botox and fillers. It was just all this thing in, in media. So it's yeah. great to know the difference. That's fantastic. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Before I let you go, do you have any last words of advice for us about feeling good and looking good? 
So, I mean, for me, it's what I practice. And I will say it again, you are worth it. Take care of yourself. We only get to live life once. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is it, people. So take really good care of yourself. It's not selfish to put yourself first. Not at all. It's not selfish to put yourself first. Put yourself first and your family and your loved ones, even yourself, you will thank yourself for it. And anybody that is looking to connect with me, you can find me um, online. Um, my website is www.applevalleyfamilymed.com. Um, and um, I have a show, Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where I actually give um, running um, tips. And I actually had Dr. Tolu on there. And we have um, our podcast, the Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. It's, it streams on um, Facebook, YouTube, and now we actually have a podcast. So we will be giving tidbits and topics on questions that you have for primary care doctors. So thank you so much, Dr. Tolu. I'm just going to type out the name of your podcast. It's Weekly Dose with Dr. Ode, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Just going to show that as well. Great. So you guys follow Dr. Ode. If you are in the area, go see her for all the extra things you need to have done to make you feeling good, looking good. Or if you're just looking for a primary care physician, you know, visit her. Um, remember to follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, share the podcast. It's called Walking on Eggshells with Dr. Tolu. It's on any, pl- any platform that has podcasts. And, you know, I would love to hear your feedback. And um, again, if you have a preteen that you're looking to educate and improve their emotional health, emotional health awareness, I've got a program called the Emotional Ambassador Program. So look on my website, www.stenjohncap.com. And it gives you information about all of these social media platforms, the podcast, the course, and all of that. And I will see you again soon. Thank you so much, Akongazi. It was great to talk to you today. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Looking forward to having you join me on the next episode. Till then, don't forget to share this with your friends and neighbors and to follow me on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where I am known as St. John Cap. That is St. John Cap with a double P. See you soon.